Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. 720 WGN. Herb Weissbaum. Do you like my little car bump from Fargo about the true coat? I am so riled up right now, John. You got my blood boiling with that. You ever see that movie? I did not. Oh I'm, my. I'm, I'm cinematically challenged. You I got to because there's, bad guys. there's way, way more to that scene than just that little clip. Ah. And I'm not going to say it now because there's no need to, but you would enjoy it. And I think it has a tie into, I think, one of the things you're talking about. So what are the things that you're talking about? (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking about my brand new story on Checkbook.org about uh, a rule that the Federal Trade Commission came up with to try to uh, tamp down some deceptive practices that are used when car dealers sell cars. Mm. And the car dealers went to court to block the rule from taking effect in July. So right now the FTC has hit the brakes on that rule. But I still want people to know about it and know about the practices that are going on that the FTC wants to warn people about. Like what? Well, there's a lot of things. And by the way, I want to make it clear that not every car dealer is a shady car dealer. There are good car dealers. The problem is that the bad ones do a lot of things that are misleading and deceptive. In other words, illegal. Mm -hmm. Some are subtle and some are outrageous. I've been covering problems with auto dealers for probably 40 years now and some of the things that i've seen in that time john range from a car dealer who was in seattle who was literally when someone would go come to buy a car usually someone who was naive uh you know some uh, young girl or uh, some somebody who's never bought a car before they would uh tell them they were taking their car back uh to test drive it and uh, check it in the shop to see what the trade-in value is worth and while they were in the showroom looking at the vehicle they would tell them oh you have to buy this vehicle because we actually sold your car while you were looking at this new car so you, your car's not around anymore um, I mean, wait that's, a minute. How can somebody do that? You can't. Do well, they that. can't. Right. Uh, if somebody tried to pull that trick on me, yeah. I'd call 911 and say car theft. But exactly. that just gives you the idea of how outrageous some car dealers have acted in the past. Wow. I had a situation not too many years ago. And, you know, and people, because I've been on TV in Seattle for many years, people know who I am when I'm coming in and they go, oh boy, better not fool with you. I had a car dealer who actually told me that the vehicle I wanted, which was on Costco's car buying program, which we'll talk about this program, uh, how it works later, helps save you money, um, told me the vehicle wasn't on the program when it clearly was. And I had to get Costco on the line and the whole routine. And so there's, there's a, a bunch of tricks and traps that they can get into. The, the Federal Trade Commission receives about... 100,000 complaints about car dealers every year. Think about that. More than 100,000 complaints every single year about car dealers. That's a lot of complaints. So they proposed a rule that would that would clearly identify things that are illegal to make it really um, clear to car dealers, here's the line you can't cross, here's what you can't do, and if you do this, we're going to go after you, as opposed to just trying to go after some car dealers who do some things. This is going to draw the line in the sand and tell you that cross this line, that's clearly illegal, and you can expect potentially some legal action. Car dealers didn't like that, and so they, they're blocking the rule. Uh, they went to court to uh, to stop the rule. And here's what the car dealers said. Well, let me tell you the two the basics of what the rule would do. Yeah. The basics, it would stop bait-and-switch sales tactics that lure buyers to, to tar- the dealerships. So that would be what your clip was. 
Come on down. The car yeah. is $20,000. Yep. Yep. We'll have it here for you. And then you show up and the car is not there. Oh, it just got sold. It's not $20,000. It's not the financing we told you, you know, the, the, the special financing that was available. Whatever it is, there's a bait to get you in the showroom and a switch when you get to the showroom. And it would also ban hidden junk fees that are often buried in lengthy contracts. There can be things in these contracts that go on and on and on that can be put in these things that you have no idea that they're in there, that you're paying for them as part of the car and financing them that probably you didn't want. And in some cases, as we'll talk about before we're through, you may not even need such as, I'll just give you a little teaser, such as built-in oil changes, paying for oil changes for an electric vehicle that doesn't (laughs) use oil. And yes, that is one of the ones that the FTC says it gets complaints about. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. I yeah. mean, so the car, the car, I want to tell you the car dealers, what they're saying, because we're going to spend most of our time talking about what the rule would do. Yeah. Car dealers say that, um, that they want this rule blocked because it's, here's their quote, arbitrary, capricious, and an abuse of discretion. And the president and CEO of the NDA, the National Auto Dealers Association, NADA, Mike Stanton, said uh, that he's happy that the FTC decided to, to put this rule off for a while. But he said, I'm going to continue to fight this because he called it ill-conceived. And he said it's unnecessary, redundant, confusing, and will needlessly lengthen the car sales process for consumers. Dealers are saying that by complying with this new law, that they it would drive up their costs and it would make the process longer to buy a car. And that is an assertion the FTC rejects when it wrote the rule. And when I talked to one of the lawyers who actually wrote the rule for my uh, my article for checkbook.org, his name is Dan Dwyer, and I want to hear I want you to hear what he had to say when I told him what the car dealers are saying about the fact that this is going to slow down the process and uh, wind up costing people more. Here's Dan Dwyer. So the rule doesn't require any new paperwork, and actually, because it focuses on conduct that's already illegal, honest dealers who are disclosing this kind of information and who aren't trying to misrepresent their way into a deal, they shouldn't have to overhaul their practices. And also, honest dealers can't compete fairly when unscrupulous dealers lure consumers away with bogus prices. You know, bottom line is that the rule will save people time and money and protect honest dealers. So basically, as he pointed out, the rule focuses on contact that is already illegal. It's already unlawful to charge customers for items without their consent. It's illegal to charge them for items based on deception by lying about their benefits. So again, the rule draws this line around what is needed in the car buying process so that all dealers can follow it and the good dealers aren't penalized by the bad dealers who are using tricks and deception to sell the vehicles. Everybody's playing on a level playing field. Wouldn't the word of mouth spread on a dealer that did that bait and switch if that was something in their regular arsenal i mean if it happened to somebody wouldn't they warn people neighbors and family and things like that probably not i mean when i did all my stories on some of these really horrendous car dealers they've been doing this stuff for years and years and years the people may have complained to the attorney general or may have complained to the better business bureau but they may not have gone around. I, I wouldn't have told all my neighbors in the neighborhood, don't shop at this car dealer. Probably yeah. something people wouldn't do. Right, so, right. you know, and in some cases, until like the agency investigates and looks at all these things, either a state or federal agency, you may not even know you were screwed by the car dealer until they hmm. did all this investigating. It may yeah. happen years after the fact. Good point. I guess that's why you're in this business. <laughs> I got a good point. <laughs> uh, it's Herb Weisbaum, uh, the consumer man. We're going to take a break in a second and get back to more of this, but uh, I wanted to ask you about this. This has nothing to do with automobiles at all or the FTC or bait and switch. 
I see on TikTok, sometimes, multiple times, somebody coming on and saying something to the effect of, the government doesn't want you to know that you are uh, eligible for X amount of dollars. What's that? That's called a grant scam. And uh-huh. the government doesn't want to let you know because, in most cases, what they're telling you is totally bogus. They're trying to get your money right. to give them money to help you get government money. If there's a government grant or money available, uh-huh. you don't have to pay anybody to get the money. You get the money from the government. That is as old as the hills, uh, and it's just taking a new form by being on TikTok, but that's what that's about. The old the government doesn't want to let want you to know, but yes. we have this secret. See, that's why we have a consumer man. And we'll be back uh, with more with Herb. Right after this on 720 WGN. Now, what happens if that's a bait and switch and I go to this dealership and I don't get my beans, Herb? (laughs) Oh, come on down. We had a guy. uh, Do you remember the famous car salesman Cal Worthington and his dog Spot? Uh, I've heard of him. His dog was a, in the commercials, his dog was a tiger. Uh, Come on down. We got the best deals for you. Come on down. Was that a West Coast guy? Or yeah, North- West Coast. He yeah. got sued by a couple of yeah. attorney we, generals. Uh, but, we have uh, had iconic examples of that. Nobody doing anything untoward, but we love yeah. them. Yeah. 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 So anyway. Um, I, I just wanted to, before we get into where you want to go, I just wanted to pick up with something because I think this is so egregious. And I wanted to talk about some of the explanation that the Federal Trade Commission gave for its rule. And they talked about one of the key factors in this rule would be that they cannot charge you. First of all, I have to tell you if they're charging you for something. And it would ban, it would actually ban what the agency calls bogus add-ons. So dealers would not be able to charge for any add-ons that do not provide benefits to the buyer. And they gave these, in, in the commission cited these real-life examples of worthless add-ons that people were charged for. Warranty programs that duplicate manufacturers' warranties. So they sell you a warranty, you already got the warranty, they do the same thing. Service contracts for oil changes on electric vehicles that don't use oil, as I mentioned before. Nitrogen-filled tires that contain no more nitrogen than normal air. They just tell you they have it's a full, a full thing of nitrogen, and they put the little green tab on. Software and audio subscription services on vehicles that cannot support those subscriptions. And rust-proofing that does not, has not been proven to do anything more to prevent uh, the rust, and in some cases could actually null and void the auto, dealer's war- the auto manufacturer's warranty because the car is already rust-proofed. So that, that's how specific this rule got, and that's what they're trying to prevent. Using deceptive sales tactics to get you in the dealership, using deceptive tactics to sell you the car, and then charging you for stuff you don't know about, don't need, or won't do you any good. I got no problem with that, and I would assume that an honest dealer wouldn't have any problem with that. But again, the auto dealers have gone to court to block this rule. Don't most cars today, when the manufacturing of automobiles does not require anything like an undercoating or anything like that? Don't Correct. They, yeah. they, they are so they come so well from the manufacturer. Right. The manufacturer right. does a great job, and as I said, in some cases, by adding other treatments, you could null and void oh, the manufacturer's man. warranty, which you certainly wouldn't want. So, why in the world is the dealer selling that? Yeah. Well, profit, make money, money. profit, money. Three one two nine nine one seventy two hundred. That is the telephone number. That's also the text line. And from six three zero, I bought a car from a dealership in Orland Park that told me I had to have window engraving a paint seal coat, and undercarriage treatment, and wouldn't take it off the contract. I walked away from the car. You can always have that option. 
Right? Wrong, by the way. No? Wrong. You do not have to have an etching on the windows. Wrong. You do not have well, to have no, of course not. No. Yeah. Right. Um, that's, the kind of, that's the kind of thing we're talking about. Good for your listener for walking away. Um, if you feel like it, I'd report that to your local prosecutor's office, state mm-hmm. attorney general's office, or whatever, and let them know about that. But that's exactly the kind of thing I'm talking about. Lying to people about the stuff that's required to buy the car. Now, this is interesting. I mean, it's taking it to a new level. Is there a certain attorney that we need to bring when we close on automobiles like we do when we buy a home? Um, well, I didn't have an attorney when I closed on a home, uh, but and I've certainly never used an attorney when I bought a car. Right. The key, the key is to always go with somebody else, and I always go with somebody who's smarter than me, because when you're emotionally, this is an emotional transaction. Mm-hmm. I mean, when they tell you that the blue car is not available, but they only have the red and you really wanted the blue, you get all emotionally worked up and you can make decisions that aren't in your benefit. So A, always bring somebody with you, always be willing to walk. And take the time, no matter how much they rush you, I'm going to go over here in the corner, and I'm going to read this contract in the in the invoice and every charge that you have on here. And if I'm not sure what it is, you're going to explain to me what it is to my satisfaction. And if they don't explain it to your satisfaction, then walk. So I don't think you have to have an attorney. I think you just have to have your wits about you. Be careful, slow down, be thorough, and have somebody else there with you who can watch out for the shenanigans that might be taking place or might be going on. Or when somebody says, you know, you really have to get that undercoating and the, your person go, no, yeah, yeah. no, you're, you know, you really don't have to, to do that sort of thing. I think that would be really helpful. The other trap people get into, John, we find this all the time. By the way, on the Checkbook website, we also have this gigantic article with a lot of tips on how to buy a car, the, the shopping that can be done, uh, is that you go in and you don't, the, the first question, so what, what monthly payment are you looking for? Wrong. You're looking to buy the car at the cheapest price possible. And because if you tell them what the monthly payment is, they will figure out a way with the paperwork to make that monthly payment be the monthly payment, whether you should be paying that or lower. So I just want the best deal I can get. And if you pre-shop by contacting the dealers ahead of time and getting a, a price, say, I'm shopping around, I'm going to take the lowest price I can get for this vehicle. Here's your one shot. Send me the send me the estimate and go to the dealer. That that's already doing a lot of the homework for you. But don't go in talking payments. Talk and and if you do a trade in, that is a separate transaction. Are you going to trade in your vehicle? I don't know. Haven't made up my mind yet. Mm. We'll deal with that. When we get to the end of the transaction. Right, right, right. It's three separate transactions. You know, you're you're buying the car. You're financing. You should have the financing lined up before you get there because you probably won't get the best deal from the from the dealership. You'll probably get the best deal maybe from a credit union if, if you belong to a credit union or your bank or you'll at least know if they're offering you a good deal. And go on the website of the of the auto dealer or the auto, auto manufacturer before you go and find out about the financing. Are there rebates? Are there special financing deals if you have good credit or whatever? I had a dealer literally lie to my father-in-law when I was helping him buy a car and tell him that the, there was no rebate on the vehicle he was buying. There was a $750 rebate on the car, and he, to his face, lied to him. And, you know, I, I called up on the phone and said to him, come home, get out of there. And, the, oh, I found the paperwork. Here, I put it in a drawer by mistake. If you wow. have knowledge going in, wow. it's less likely they can pay, play, you know, pay, play tricks with you like that. You've got to be smart. You've <sighs> got to go. They do this every day, John. They're pros. They, they already have the advantage in their favor because they have the paperwork. They know what things are worth. They know what's going on. You do this every 
I don't know, five, six, the average person holds a car 10, 10, 12 years now. You've got to go in and and be smart and be savvy and be willing, like your listener did, to walk away if you don't like the deal. One more tip I just want to give before the other questions. No, go ahead. Is that if you don't feel good negotiating Mm -hmm. and you belong to Costco, you might want to uh, use the Costco program. They have a car buying program. I've used it. Um, you know, the only best way to get a price is to shop around. But if you don't want to go through the whole process, they you go through the Costco auto buying program. It avoids the hassles. You'll pay a lower than average price. It's a guaranteed fixed price from Costco. We checked out the program, and our conclusion is it's a well-conceived, well-managed program. Uh, so if, you, if you're a Costco member or about to buy a car and want to join Costco, it's no haggle pricing. It's consistently good deals when we tested it over several years. You go in, it's pre-negotiated. That's how I bought my last car. And you, there it is. Here's the price. Well, what's the price for this vehicle? And then you just got to make sure they don't try to upsell you with all the stuff we've been talking about. So many things to think about. Yep. It's a big purchase. After the yeah. house, it's number two. Sure, it is a huge purchase. Anything else that you care to drop in, uh, drop on us while, you're, while we still have a couple of minutes? Well, I think, uh, you know, a lot of people these days, believe it or not, because they shop on the Internet, John, I've heard people who don't test drive the vehicle. They just like to look on their own yeah. online and say it really looks nice and it has the specs. So that's yeah. a big mistake, a really, really big mistake. We were looking between two cars when we bought our last vehicle. It was two models of a Toyota, and one was a little bigger, and it wasn't a price situation. It was a which one, you know, we lived with our cars for 10, 12 years, yeah. which is going to be better. And when we got behind the wheel on the one uh, that uh, we were thinking of buying, the bigger one, the uh, we couldn't see over the dashboard. It was real, and my wife's a little shorter. Yeah, yeah it, it had a much bigger dashboard. Um, you have to test drive the car. We were talking to buying. I won't name the name, but a model of vehicle, a, a make of, and we just found that it was like, wow, this car's noisy and tinny. But we don't like this car at all. We were. You have to drive it and see how it performs, how you would drive, how you handle it, what you think about it, that sort of thing. It's the only way to know if that car is really for you. And now we have an extra trip from this man. Hey, Herb. Uh, so this is a trip that <laughs> trick that my grandfather taught me when he was okay, teaching me how to buy a car. Sometimes when the salesperson will be like, oh, I'm going to go talk to my manager for you. He'll leave. Come yep. back. My grandpa yep. used to say, you get two trips to your manager. <laughs> After you get up a second time, I will leave and walk out this door. And he's done. I've seen him do it. The guy would get up. Oh, let me go talk to my manager about a price. He'd get up and he goes, that's one. <laughs> and then the guy would sit back down and they'd chat a little more and he'd be like well, let me go check on my manager and as soon as the sales guy would stand up my grandfather would stand up and just all right thank you bye and then a few times he'd ch- get chased after oh sir 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 wait 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 wait. nope no no we're done here i told you the rules i'm leaving See? and i did it when i bought my last car and it helped so there you go cool. your gr- i love your grandpa by the way when i did when that happened with me my first car i ever bought when i just after i got out of college when i was back in syracuse um, the dealer, the guy went away and he came back and while he was gone, we were talking and he knew what we were talking about because the little room we were in was bugged. That's um, a common trick. Wow. Stayed, yeah. yeah I've and heard I, that too. So he was listening to everything we said and it's like, there is no way you could know that I was thinking about yeah, that. And, yeah. and I was like, bye. Nice to know you. Oh, Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. My grandpa said, remember you have the power because they need you to buy the car. Indeed. So if you walk out, Indeed. they don't make the sale. Well, Herb, thanks again for being with us. Always informative. Checkbook.org. Herb Weisbaum, the consumer man. Talk to you again soon. I know. Thanks, we John. Will. Happy driving.